0: do not think just sit move the mind away from where you believe that you're thinking take a step back with mind be aware of thoughts and that which believes it is thinking. See it clearly in mind. Do not possess it. Simply be aware. Any image or anything that is attracted by the images is observed as a projection on mind. The mind is quiet and still. Thinking is just a projection. Let it go. Mine is resting. This is called meditation. Sitting in Chan. Mind is sitting in Chan, not the self. Just relax, relax the mind, relax the body. Mind simply aware. Mind is aware of what appears within it. while gazing straight through to infinity. There are no obstructions in the mind, only confusions and imaginings.
1: Remain sitting, adjust if you need to, relax.
0: This mind should always be relaxed. Don't forget this mind. Don't forget how it feels right now. Don't forget how you got to this quiet state. Don't forget the shortcut. If every time you sit to meditate, you're trying to will yourself to stop thinking, it's a fool's game. You cannot do that thoughts rise naturally
1: is because we don't understand how mind works that we try to practice in this way. When we understand how mind works, the liberation is literally at the palm of your hand
0: just in this moment. This moment
1: is not a moment of samsara. When they say that the Buddha is in the present moment,
0: it means that all appearances are within the Buddha mind. Appearances that have happened,
1: that are happening, and that will happen. The time becomes relevant in mind. We cannot conceive
0: of that. that doesn't make any sense from our side. We have to have a faith that we can let go of this body,
1: let go of this world. In so many parables and metaphors from the early um, uh, scriptures On, They always refer to samsara, this place here we call samsara, as a burning building, as a place that we cannot establish anything. It would be as nonsensical as a bird building a bird nest on the freeway. Sooner or later, the nest will be crushed. But we don't see things that way because we cling to the idea of this ego, this idea that there is this self here. The self appears, but appears in mind. It's just an imagining. It is not real. But yet, we through habitual tendencies have taken it to be our real source, our real nature, our real suffering. And if
0: we let go of it, we have the fear. What is there? We, What will happen to us? So we seek answers to that from different religions, from different places. but
1: it it isn't really fulfilling. The reason I practice Buddhism is just simply because of all the different systems that are out there to explain um, where we came from. And if there's any kind of a so-called salvation, it is the best fit for me. When I see things, I, I see that this is a burning building but i don't have fear of that the only thing that you could say that i have fear is that i don't let you down
0: and that's something that i i have made a vow
1: not to do so i will keep using this body in this way to pass this on to to you. I've tried very hard, and the frustrating thing in any time I present um, um, the practice in a retreat is there's so very little time to, to talk about the Dharma, so very little time to convince you to let you practice. Sometimes, you know, people would complain Gilbert he talks too much he's always talking he never lets me sit and suffer with my legs but my master used to always lecture at retreats sometimes eight times a day he would always lecture and you know what he was a lot funnier than me so if you say well that guy's a fool he's always making jokes master Shen Yang Made you laugh so hard that it hurt. Your side would hurt from laughing so hard. There's nothing bad about that. We don't have to be up here like you're you know listening to the Pope, and the Pope can't crack a joke or a smile. What good is that? Because when we look at things and we 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 make light of our situation here in samsara so we don't cling to it so, so much. This is what I tried to give you in such a short time. It, I do my best to bring the best for this very moment, for this very group. And if I had another group and I talked on the same subject, there would be some common ground, but there would be a lot of different stories depending on what's arising at that time and who's there and whether they're following a mantra or they're doing things or they're beginners or whatever. No, it changes. It has to change because it has to accord with the environment that's there. So at any given time, um, the ancient master said that the practice of John is to accord with any uh, environment that's arising at that moment. So this is what we do. Chant cannot be taught by the numbers. Step one, cross your legs. Step two, put your hands here. Step three, do this. You all know how to do that. Before I walked in, you were all sitting in a meditative position. Why would you need me to tell you how to do that? You already know that. Even the beginners, he's already sitting, you know, that way. I only had to do is say, put your hands here, and he moved his hands. So that's easy. But when we teach like that, we don't
0: really help people. But when we when we
1: present it in a way that it gives them something to contemplate, something to think about, I don't expect all of you to understand what mind is. It took me a long time. And I never presuppose completely that I understand mine completely. It is what enables me to continue to get realizations because I'm going, wow, you mean it can do that? It's just like you're buying a new car, right? And, and you go, I wonder what this button does. And, and you never knew that it could do that. And that's the same way in practicing Chan, is I'm constantly finding this button and that button. And... It's not enough for me just to say, wow, I, I can push this button. I want to show other people how to push those buttons, how to open up this and open up that, and to to literally expand the mind from this concentrated imaginings to, uh, to explore the full potential of mind. Full potential of mind is complete enlightenment. This is not something that someone gets a diploma for. It's just something that that happens. I cannot say I'm enlightened, nor would I say I'm enlightened. And um, it isn't in that way. I am awakened to a certain point to know enough that it's worth awakening others because at the very least, if even if I'm completely wrong about everything that I say, it can
0: really stop you from suffering,
1: or at least partially remove the suffering from you. And wouldn't that be something that was good? Because if I remove that suffering or help you remove it, you will not spread that suffering to others. So it, it's still something that that's very worthwhile. I think if you see the practice of Chan in this way, then you will be more interested to explore it, more interested to sit, not sit to pick up anything, but just to rest the mind. That's the beautiful part is that you can rest the mind. And the most beautiful part about that is that after you finish meditating, you can continue resting the mind in whatever you're doing. All day long, you're resting the mind. You can relax. And that's good. And that affects the environment around you. So that's kind of where we're at. This is kind of like my closing remarks. Uh, and I use part of that to do a final guided meditation with you. Um. I'd like to thank uh, the Ch- Chicago chapter for inviting me here and for um, Michael and, and the rest of the crew, Alan, that have uh, um, brought me here and, um, and have provided for me while I'm here. Of course, the, um, the food crew, uh, every time I went over there, I, th- I was wondering who got married. Because there were so many dishes there, you know, and so, so that's something that takes a long time to prepare up all that food. So I'm, I'm, very grateful for for those people um, that have done that. Um, this group will grow. I hope that you can be part of it if you're not already. Um, it needs people both. Uh, from uh, uh, Asian extract and Western extract. Um, I, I think that that's important to have that kind of a balance here. And um, it's something that that's n- necessary. As I was coming through, and I'm still coming through, um, it was difficult for people to accept that this Mexican that's sitting in front of you had anything worthy to say. They'd rather hear hear somebody that they heard a thousand times say the same thing over and over again. So it's been a long road for me uh, to to gain acceptance, uh, even after becoming a dharma heir. But people have told me how I should uh, uh, present the dharma. But I only have one gear. The gear is the present moment, what needs to be said precisely at that moment. And this is what I do. Um, Of course, it's easier for me just to slip back into samsara and watch the parade go by. But that's not really how true Chan works. Once you realize this aspect of mind, there's a part that is concerned for for those who are stuck in it. And then there's an equal part that has the enthusiasm that wants to share this wonderful mind with others so that they, they can embrace it, become intimate with mind that's the wonderful part so it's equally saying you know you're in a burning building and but if you do this you know it converts everything it changes it even though you're still here it changes the way that we look
0: at this place salty
1: food still tastes salty sweet food tastes sweet you still get a cold Um, you still die but you don't have any fear you understand what is this place made of ultimately just mine and you begin to look at things in this way and it, it gives you the strength to deal with the things that are here we know that there's going to be adversities in our life I am not immune to adversities Sometimes you say, oh, I have. So, the people on the edges is pretty easy for you, but pull out far enough you can get other people in. And again, some people can still stay in the center.